everybody thank you for tuning in to the ladies promoting transparent advocacy podcast i am your podcast host shape patay now this intro is called rise of the king and since men we look at you as kings i thought this would be so appropriate for my fantastic fellas friday so fellas Rise of the King is dedicated to you, and I hope you guys enjoy this fantastic Fellow Friday episode. Today, I decided to just hang out outside, so you may hear all kind of sounds. I'm just trying to enjoy some of this beautiful weather. But we want to talk about something that is very important that's happening right before our eyes, and that is the Black Farmers Association. And their president's name is John Wesley Boyd Jr. I was watching television, and I happened to see an interview this past week with him and Don Lemon. So I decided to just go do some research and I actually heard an interview he did with Don Lemon in 2019 regarding the same type of situation when the President of the United States was Trump at the time. So before I even go into anything, I want you guys to listen to this May 2019 episode that uh, John Boyd did with Don Lemon. Check this out. John Boyd Jr. is a Virginia farmer and president of the National Black Farmers Association and a critic of the president's trade policies. Policies that caused China to retaliate with stiff penalties on goods like soybeans, hurting American farmers. Well, this week, Boyd found himself the victim of a shocking incident. He found the N-word plastered on a trash bin at the entrance of his farm. And John Boyd Jr. joins me now. Thank you, Mr. Boyd. Don, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. So why do you think you were targeted? Well, basically, I think it's more of a retaliation from the uh, Trump administration and it's retaliation from my uh, strong positions against the uh, tariffs. And the tariffs have really hurt uh, farmers like myself and other small-scale farmers and African-American farmers uh, who haven't received their, their subsidy payments from the government. And the president has made a whole lot of promises, but very few of those things have reached farmers like myself. Mm. So every time I hear him making another announcement about more tariffs and, and, and more bailout money, it means bad news for, for uh, farmers like myself. And you know, Don, it, 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 it takes a lot of effort to go out and make a crop. And... Uh, Basically, what we're looking for is a fair price for our commodity. Mm -hmm. And the president took away a 90% market for American farmers, uh, soybean farmers, and they didn't open up other trade doors. Mm -hmm. And that's something that uh, his U.S. trade representative could have worked on. The uh, agriculture secretary uh, uh, should have been working on uh, uh, making more open markets for farmers like myself. And I've reached out to the president and asked him, uh, uh, to meet about this. I reached out to, to the secretary, the agriculture secretary, and asked for a meeting. And uh, Bloomberg asked him about my, my formal request to meet with them, the, the agriculture secretary. 
And he says, oh, well, I meet uh, with black farmers, you know, while I'm out uh, in my travels. But he hasn't met in a formal capacity. Mm. And I think that that's uh, very disheartening. Look, you don't need me. You can just keep talking for as much as I'm concerned because, I mean, what you're saying is very compelling. I just have a, look, a couple questions for you. One, in all your years, did you ever have anything like this happen to you so, so boldly and so brazenly before you started speaking out about these policies? Uh, nothing like this. Uh, I, I have been called the N-word by agriculture uh, secretary officials in the past. But, Don, that was in 1998. Mm. And here we are in the year 2019, and when we turned into our, into our farm and we saw that, and, you know, we have children, and, 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 and they saw those, those, those awful words uh, printed there. You know, the president ought to speak out against this. Mm. Uh, here you have an African-American. Um, I've been on CNN before, you know, speaking about these kinds of things. The president should condemn that type of uh, uh, racial epithet printed, printed anywhere in, th in these United States. Mm. Uh, the president needs to show uh, leadership uh, on race and, and, and bring this country together. But yet and still, the country is, is, is so far divided on race because the president of the United States doesn't do enough to bring us together. Mm. He's hurting our country right now. Later, uh, I decided to go and check out some video online to see if I could find something recent from Mr. Boy. And he did an interview on PBS, and it was real interesting and telling. So I'm just going to let you guys listen to it and, and listen to him in his own words. The COVID relief law is massive with far-reaching impact. It includes debt relief for America's black farmers, long denied government funding. Lisa Desjardins reports. Judy, the new law allocates $5 billion for farmers of color. Most of that aims to erase their debt by paying 120% of their federally backed farm loans. The USDA tells NewsHour that that would help some 14,000 farmers providing $175,000 in relief on average. The struggles of black farmers have been particularly acute John Boyd is a farmer in Southwest Virginia, and himself he is also the head of the National Black Farmers Association. Let's start right away. How would this money help black farmers? Well, it's going to give them a, a, a jump start in their uh, farming operation. And uh, first and foremost, this, this measure is uh, historic in nature, uh, provides uh, $5 billion, uh, $4 billion for debt relief and other incentives, and $1 billion for uh, outreach and uh, to set up a commission and really look at the issues of discrimination at the United States Department of Agriculture, something I was trying to do for about 30 years. So uh, this is a, uh, a huge step in the right direction, especially for Congress and, and uh, for the Ag Department. You are a fourth generation farmer. You're talking about historic discrimination from the U.S. Department of Agriculture in particular. We're talking about loans denied, loans underfunded. Can you take us through how that actually worked for individual farmers like you? What did you experience? Well, basically, we are, many black farmers uh, experienced blatant dis discrimination at the United States Department of Agriculture. And I, as a farmer, had uh, my loan application uh, torn and tossed in the trash can. Uh, I've been spat on by the person responsible for making farm loans in, in my county here in, in, in Mecklenburg County. Uh, Virginia, 
So discrimination was very, very pervasive, where many black farmers were uh, just flat out denied an application, and they would come into the office and uh, the local official would say, we don't have any money available. And when white farmers came in, they would process their loans less than 30 days, and for black farmers, it took 387 days on average uh, to process our loans. I have to circle that you were spat at by a federal official? Yes, uh, chewing tobacco. He's uh, chewing tobacco juice. He spat on my shirt. And when they came out, the USDA civil rights person investigated him. They asked him, did you spat on Mr. Boyd's shirt? He said, well, yes, he accidentally missed his uh, spat can. They asked him that he had problems making loans to black farmers, that he only made two uh, that particular year. And he said, well, yes, I think they're lazy and look for a paycheck on Friday. That's the type of discriminatory uh, demeanor that prevented black farmers from prospering in this country when we were denied for access to credit based on based on its race. So he, uh, he would only see black farmers on Wednesday. Uh, so we named it Black Wednesday in our county. All of our letters had 9 a.m. Wednesday, so-and-so. And he would speak loudly and boastfully and downward towards elderly black farmers calling the boy. Uh, so these people were preachers and, and, and deacons and leaders in their community. And this kind of supervisor was referring to him as a, as a boy and how he wasn't going to lend us any of his money. And uh, if you quote me right, I believe this is the government's money. It's the government's money, taxpayers' money, uh, not his money. So that's the type of discrimination we were facing, and not just in my county, but this, is, this was a national uh, uh, epidemic. And, and I would like to call it a national disgrace and embarrassment for, for, hmm. for our country that we live in. You know, the statistics are just really hard to grasp. Black farmers in this country from 1910 to 1997 lost 90% of their acreage. I wonder, do you think this money will actually reverse the problem, meaning will it expand the number of farmers of color, or does this money just sort of, kind of stem the tide and, and stop things from getting worse? Well, I'm hopeful that uh, we will have some time to regroup. So if a, a farmer can uh, have his debt uh, removed or forgiven, that gives that farmer a little bit of time to uh, uh, look at his farming operation, revamp, regroup, and it also gives us an opportunity to stop some of the uh, foreclosures that have been happening against farm, uh, black farmers. So we'll be able to keep more black farmers on the farm and also give them the opportunity to rebuild their farming operation. And mm. that's what I've been up the whole time uh, what, uh, with my agency work. What do you say to white farmers who see this as reverse discrimination and they say they're struggling also? And I could hear somebody saying that. And, uh, you know, but $29 billion that went out under the previous administration, the Trump administration, black farmers and farmers of color virtually absent. Billions and billions of dollars in loans and subsidies and debt forgiveness. Black farmers have been left out of the equation for decades. What do you call that is my question to them. And why, when they hear about this discrimination, why didn't some of those farmers speak out and say, you know what, we do need to treat black farmers with uh, dignity and respect? Uh, that's my question. And I'm not against them receiving the loans when the act of Mother Nature uh, uh, shows a beautiful face and, and floods and, and all of these things. We want the same thing. And if you were treating black farmers fairly and equally, 
we wouldn't need a special bill here in the year 2021. John Boyd, soybean farmer and president of the National Black Farmers Association. Thank you for joining us. Now here comes hypocrite Lindsey Graham. This is very recently in 2021. And he's actually calling what is <coughs> a bank forgiveness debt reparations because they're black. Listen to this foolishness of Lindsey Graham. Sure. Also included in the massive COVID relief bill, $5 billion in assistance to black farmers. Advocates say that this move is historic and they say it's overdue. If the bill is approved, the money will go toward paying off the debt of disadvantaged black farmers. It will also fund a racial equity commission at the USDA to address long existing discrimination in the department. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham has another name, though, for the assistance, reparations. Let me give you an example of something that really bothers me. In this bill, if you're a farmer, your loan will be forgiven up to 120% of your loan, not 100%, but 120% of your loan if you're socially disadvantaged, if you're African-American, some other minority, but if you're a white person, if you're a white woman, no forgiveness as reparations. What has that got to do with COVID? God help us all uh, if we don't check and balance them in 2022. Right. Well, the nine senators with uh, 10 different or so amendments uh, voted to to pull the language out of the out of the, out of this uh, spending bill. Uh, so here you have a, a group of uh, people who barely can defend themselves. And instead of uh, these senators uh, voting to support uh, a historic measure like this, where I've been trying to get debt relief for uh, black farmers and other farmers of color for over 30 years. Uh, I never heard uh, Senator Lindsey Graham speak out against discrimination, where I've been spat on and called racial epithets and had my app USDA applications torn up and thrown in the trash can. He knows that there's discrimination. He represents a state where there are many black farmers in South Carolina. And I've never heard him speak out against discrimination, but he doesn't want us to, to get any justice here. So there's something terribly wrong with this picture. I want to talk about John Wesley Boyd, Jr., he was born in Bakersfield, Virginia, and he's a farmer, civil rights activist, and the founder of the National Black Farmers Association. He owns and operates a 300-acre, listen to how big that is, farm where he grows soybean, corn, and wheat, and he currently raises a 100 head of beef cattle. Wow. And it said for 14 years, he was a chicken farmer in a Purdue Farmer Farms breeder program. He has he was also a tobacco farmer for many years. So he's been doing farming for a while. And he formed the National Black Farmers Association, which is based out of Virginia. It's a nonprofit organization in 1995. In 2000, he was a Democratic nominee for election to Virginia's 5th Congressional District running against an independent incumbent, which uh, he lost to. In the role with the National Black Farmers Association, he's worked closely with national leaders in government, agricultural organizations, and rural groups nationwide, as well as internationally. Now, he was appointed by, at that time, Virginia governor-elect Tim Kaine, and that was the same guy who ran as vice president with Hillary Clinton. 
and he was um, appointed by Tim Kaine to serve as co-chair of his policy committee on agricultural and forestry during the transition period. In 2000, he was appointed by President Bill Clinton to serve on his administration's Tobacco Commission. And prior to that, he was appointed by former Virginia Governor Jim Gilmore to serve on the Virginia Tobacco Indemnification and Community. Listen to what he's been doing. Community Revitalization Commission. Now, that's pretty big. This man is active of trying to make what's right in the agricultural business with uh, black farmers as well. And he was an early supporter when President Obama was running for president. And he organized supporters and spoke at events in Alabama, Georgia, and Mississippi. He even organized supporters to and, and, and spoke at events for Obama in important battleground states during the general election, including Florida, North Carolina, and Virginia. Wow. In Roll Call newspaper in 2008, it said that he was instrumental in securing the biggest, keep in, listen to that word, the biggest congressional victory in history for black farmers. Now, this was way back in 2008. So you can understand his uh, interview that I played with Don Lemon in 2019, and then the one again in P- for PBS this year, why he's very upset about uh, all this shenanigans that's happening. Now, they said that he secured the biggest congressional victory in history for black farmers, which at that time was $100 million line items in this in the year's farm bill that effectively reopened the government's discrimination settlement with black farmers. Now, think about this. That was 2008. How many years ago was that? And he's talking about in 2020. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I, I just really don't understand how some of these people really think that people that have worked all their lives in the farming industry are supposed to just sit on down and shut up. Now, here's something funny, because there was an article that I read, which I'm going to talk about, and the title was called Reverse Discrimination to Help Black Farmers. Now, how crazy is that? I mean, there is right now a lawsuit going on. Let me tell you about it. Okay, now the authors of this defend the bill, while lawsuits say black farmer loans forgiveness is reverse discrimination. Now, keep in mind, as you heard him mention, when the crisis was going on, a lot of the black farmers were not getting the money. They were being told there was no more money, but the white farmers were getting money. And we're talking about millions of dollars. Yet these same white farmers don't want black farmers to receive money, but they want money again. Now, check this out, and this is current. Two different lawsuits now challenge the USDA loan forgiveness program for farmers of color, including black farmers contained within the COVID relief package advanced in the initial days of the Biden administration and Democrat-controlled Congress, saying... They're trying to make it political strictly, but it's about what's right and wrong. Because when we buy these uh, products, I don't think we go to the grocery store to ask what person 
who 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 made I mean what farm did the cattle come from that we're about to eat for dinner or what vegetables for those who he likes to eat vegetables. I don't think when we go into these grocery stores we're asking that. We're just asking for freshness and quality. And it's funny because they're really filing a lawsuit. And the USDA and con- congressional authors defend the bill, which they should. The lawsuit claims it creates reverse discrimination. Now, you explain to me how it's reverse discrimination when all the same farmers that are talking about it had already received money long before this, long before this. So I just want to just talk about something in an article um, I actually read on CNN.com, and it says, now banks are upset. Three of the biggest U.S. banking groups want the United States Department of Agriculture to to reconsider the terms of billions of dollars in planned debt relief for minority farmers. Now, this is what the banks are claiming. Now, keep in mind, the banks got bailed out more than once. And with the COVID relief package, they got bailed out, but they're mad. But check out what they have the nerve to say. The banks are claiming it will cut into their profits and warn they may have to cut those same farmers off for future loans. So what they're saying is if the government helps out the black farmers like they helped out the white farmers, the banks are telling them because they're taking their profits away by giving the debt forgiveness or debt relief, that those same farmers, let's say maybe two, three, five years from now, one alone for something else, they're going to pretty much turn them down. So it's like, hurry up and get it now because we're not going to give it to you. Now, how ignorant and, and, and mean and racist is that? But you're, I mean, everybody's talking about reverse discrimination. And then Lindsey Graham has a nerve to say something ignorant and says it's called reparations. I mean, we don't want to get into the reparations. He don't, he probably don't even know what reparations is. We don't want to get into that because technically, probably a lot of those farms that the white farmers are getting money for were owned by black people and they stole it. I'm just giving you my opinion. I'm not talking about facts, but I'm probably really close to that being factual. But go do your research. You know, I always like to say things to make you maybe question what I'm saying. And I didn't go do no research on this. I'm just going by history, by by a lot of land being stolen. So I just think that's so hypocritical, you know, and see President Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief package, it passed in March of 2021, and it does include $4 billion to help pay off farm loans for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers, a group that includes Black and other minority farmers who have long faced discrimination from lenders, a.k.a. the bank, and the USDA. Now, y'all been discriminating for centuries uh, against them, and now they finally get a break that you, uh, the non, well, I guess the white farmers have been getting forever. The payments will cover up to, uh, see, this is what they were saying. This is what they're mad about. The payments will cover up to 120% of outstanding debt for each farmer or rancher. 120%. I mean, 100% is cool because that's everything, but 120%, say, that's what they're mad about. In a joint letter addressed to the Secretary of Agriculture last month, 
American Bankers Association, the Independent Community Bankers of America, and the National Rural Lenders Association say that banks will suffer lost income if the farm loans are paid off early. So what they're saying is, oh, well, it's saying right here, the banks say they will lose the interest they would have earned over the life of these long-term loans. Really, y'all getting y'all getting uh, PPE, PPP, PP everything. You know, y'all getting paid. Y'all done got bailed out over and over again. Misconduct, uh, predatory lending. There's so many criminal things banks and and financial institutions have done and gotten over, and especially on minorities. And now you're mad because you can't get paid the interest. I don't think if this was another uh, uh, association of white farmers, that this would even be an issue. Well, let me rephrase it. We know it wouldn't be an issue because this has been happening. That, that's the norm. The white farmers get these breaks. That's the norm. So they're just trying to, President Biden and his administration is trying to do something to help the economy and the disadvantage in the fact that we're talking about we want equity in our country that we helped build. I mean, come on, I don't think that's too much to ask. He's trying to help people get, what they say, pull them up by the bootstrap that have been discriminated against. You heard Mr. Boyd say that he had a federal official spit on him. Tobacco spit, talking about he missed his can. Now, how is that possible that you spit? I mean, it's just racism all through this. And the fact that they think that people are too dumb to understand what's happening, I don't even understand this. But here's the thing. The group of the three organizations I mentioned represents 52,000 bank locations. Wow. Now, listen to, I want to make a quote in this. If the USDA does not compensate lenders for such disruption or avoid setting loan payoffs, the likely result will be less access to credit for those seeking USDA guaranteed loans in the future, including socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. Now, the statement is a threat to black and other farmers of color according to John Wesley Boyd Jr., who is the president of the National Black Farmers Association. Wow. And that's what it is. And, and, and their association sees the letters from the lenders as further financial discrimination, which is exactly what it is. I mean, they really think people are so dumb that they don't understand what they're doing. Not only had they been discriminating against the black farmers for all these decades, they're even saying things that are discriminatory on why they're mad. <laughs> and they're not, it's so normal, they're not even realizing what is happening. You know, now as Boy goes on to quote, it is a continuation of the discrimination black farmers have been experienced for decades from banks. And I, I, I can believe that. I can believe that. I just don't understand why they think that people aren't paying attention. Now, the USDA responded to the lenders in its own letter calling on the banks to suspend all adverse actions on minority farmers and ranchers until our Secretary of Culture and the Farm Service Agency can establish how much each farmer and rancher will receive in debt payment. So it sounds like the Biden administration, they, they took their letter, they read it, 
they responded, but forget them. They're they're ignoring them because they're going to go on with what they need to do. You know, everybody keeps talking about, you know, discrimination isn't existing. It don't exist. <laughs> Look at this. And I didn't even know nothing about this because I'm not in the farming. I just happened, as usual, to be turning the channel and saw this gentleman on CNN talking to Don Lemon. You know, I want to just read quotes because I like stuff in people's own words. And the USDA's obligation under the law is to pay off the qualifying loans of socially disadvantaged farmers. We don't have authority to go beyond that, added a USDA spokesperson. Now, there are 3.4 million farmers in the United States and just 1.3%. Now, think about that. 1.3% of 3.4 million farmers are black. That's, I mean, <laughs> oh, man. And the funny thing is they're saying um, it's a decline from nearly 1 million black farmers in the 1920s. So there's even less farmers now than it was then. I don't understand, uh, you know, I don't understand why just a small percentage of uh, black people wanting to get their fair share. They're not asking for handouts. Uh, uh, they should be giving them more than that, but they're appreciative of what they're getting. Just them getting anything make people so upset when they've been, as we call, privileged their entire life. They don't even know they're privileged. You know, here's a quote. I think I have to take you back 20 to 30 years when we know for a fact that socially disadvantaged producers were discriminated against by the United States Department of Agriculture. Now, this is coming from the Secretary of Agriculture. This is his quote. And he goes on to say, we have reimbursed people in the past for those acts of discrimination. Oh, people got people got uh Reimbursed in the past, were they black people? Discrimination ain't always claimed by just black people. It says, but we have never absolutely dealt with the cumulative effect. So that's what they're trying to do. You know, Black Enterprise did an article on this, um, and they're talking about this, and they were saying how in March, President Joe Biden provided $5 million, excuse me, let me back it up, $5 billion for black farmers. Now, large U.S. banks are fighting the relief package, saying the government initiative helps black farmers who've been ignored for decades. Now, they keep forgetting that part, but it's cutting off their profits and hurting investors. Now, so the investors are mad now because they're accountable to the investors. You know, there was an article in the New York Times and, you know, according to the New York Times, banks are still complaining and I mean, come on, by giving money to black farmers and allowing them to pay down their debt early, the banks are losing out on the interest. That's all they keep talking about. So instead, the banks want the government to pay beyond the loan amount so they won't lose the interest payments. They expect it. Oh, because they expected it. They expected to receive or money they would have made reselling loan to a debt collector. Listen to that. They talking about the money they could have received if the black farmer didn't wasn't able to pay their loan and they sent them to a debt collector. So everybody making money off the, what they think is a failing uh, loan by a black farmer. But that doesn't necessarily mean that all the loans that they were going to uh, give 
to black farmers would not be paid. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of white farmers. I mean, you got to talk about 3.4 million and the black farmers is only 1.7%. So that means we got 98.7%, excuse me, 1.3%. So we got 98. Let me get it right. 98.7% of white farmers <laughs> I know for a fact a lot of them did not uh, pay their loan in the, or dealing with debt collectors. Wow. It's really, really sad that this country has gone this far. But I'm so proud of Mr. Boyd and all the other black farmers that are fighting because this is so, so ignorant. You know, I was like, I, you know, agri- agri- agricultural secretary, he seems to be willing to, you know, speak up for the farmers because he's saying that paying off entire categories of guaranteed borrowers is not implemented properly. The USDA's actions could severely damage the secondary market, secondary market by making the market unreliable and pricing unpredictable. this would cause a significant loss of available capital for lending under the USDA programs, harming all guarantee borrowers, as well as the overall integrity of the USDA's guarantee program. Bravo, bravo, Secretary of Agriculture. Wow. Well, it says that they have no intentions of reversing it. (laughs) As a matter of fact, they said they hope to start the debt relief processing in coming weeks. So I'm thinking we are going to hear a lot about this. And people like Lindsey Graham is going to be fighting and arguing because they fighting for that $4 billion debt relief plan for black farmers. That is so, so sad. You know, I just think in allowing borrowers to repay their debt early and lenders being denied income, they have long expected. (laughs) Really? Come on now. Well, bank lobbyists in letters and virtual meetings have been asking the agriculture department to make changes to the repayment program. So what they're doing is still trying to change the whole thought process of getting that money. They pressing them to simply make the loan payments rather than wipe out the debt all at once. No, because this has happened probably over and over again to non-black farmers. And as usual, when it comes to minorities and especially African-Americans, everybody want to change the rules. All the rules change when we want a, a level playing field. And I think that is ridiculous. And I'm so glad that people are fighting for this. And I really, really do think that we got a person with guts that is dealing with this as the Secretary of Agriculture because I keep reading quotes from him and he keeps saying, nope, we're going forward. So bravo to the black farmers who have not given up. Bravo to Mr. Boyd, who has been fighting for a long time. And I hope people really start paying attention really start paying attention to what's happening because I know a lot of people don't watch the news 
And I say this over and over again, and I'll say it one more time. Eventually, everything is going to affect you. Now, we're talking about the farmers and agriculture. We are 1.3% of farmers in America, but these farmers have the same food. We may go into different grocery stores and buy, and we don't check to see if the farmer that put it in there is black or white or Republican or Democrat. We just want fresh and quality products. So I want you guys to keep in mind everything really affects everyone. So we could just come to some common ground and just get over what's happening because your feelings are hurt and you didn't make interest and you want to have some of them in the debt collector's offices to collect. And so that's like everybody making money, assuming, say this is the part you have to keep putting in there, assuming that loans will go in default. You don't know what's going to happen. They may not. But one thing's for sure, if only 1.3% of the farmers are black and loans go into default, you got over 90% of other white farmers that a percentage of them are going into default too. So you look at that reverse discrimination again, because what you really are doing is discriminating on top of discrimination that has already existed with additional, because you're talking about future incomes, including a part of a debt collection uh, organization. So y'all discriminating on top of discrimination banks and those trying to deny the black farmers their money. Hmm. Anyway, before I start taking this a little personal, which I am, I just think it's so sad that people are not starting to do research and think logically and, and find out what's really happening and how these small things maybe on television are actually going to affect your home eventually. So think about it. All right, y'all. I just hope this was informative and gave you some information you did not know. Well, guys, this will end this episode, and I hope that the information that you received is inspiring, uplifting, and informative. As I always say, follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in advocacy, capital L as in ladies. And you can follow us on many of the podcast apps. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa TuneIn, and of course, my hosting podcast company, Podbean. If you have any questions or subjects you want us to look into, give us a call. We're at 404-855-7723. Or you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And you know my favorite question is, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.